It takes a village to raise a child. We all know that, right? But what happens if you can't find your village? Because raising your child is really, really tough. What if you are so filled with shame and doubt and guilt and fear of judgment that you don't share your triumphs and your struggles? You don't talk about it because you don't think anyone can possibly relate. Well, I've been there, and it was really hard for me to find my tribe. So I decided to make mine. I went out and found these amazing mothers who are also in the trenches, struggling to raise their kids. Together, we are a community. And in this podcast on the hard days, you'll find motivating stories from other real moms who get it. We're going to accept who we are and how we show up for our children each and every day, even on the hard days. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Ashley Powers, and she is my next mama guest. And I'm super, super excited to have her on because she has an incredible story. And in terms of mother's mindset, she is the one to chat about that. It's always inspirational to hear her talk um, when I have heard her story. And I'm just so excited to be able to give that to you guys today. So welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm excited to share my story. <laughs> yeah. So let's let's dive in. Yeah. So I am 33 and I live in Connecticut and I am just um, a stay-at-home mom right now. Um, I have three babies. Uh, we have a six-year-old who's turning seven this week <laughs> and I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old. Um, so we're very busy. And so backtracking to like what I, what my, my story, I grew up in a very um, broken home. I have a mother and a father who are both addicts. Um, my father was an alcoholic and a heroin addict and very abusive. My mother in turns basically turned to drugs to uh, um, basically take care, you know, to medicate herself and it spiraled. And, um, I was two when it all happened and it was just very, very hard on me. And my dad and was in and out of jail. My mom was in and out of jail, just constantly running from the police, constantly just running away from everything. And then my grandparents kind of took over and at, when I was five, they, they got custody of me. And I remember my father, um, showing up and to the courtroom and he was very high and just said, um, just turned over his rights. And because he said that, um, he, I was in a better place than my grandparents. Now, my, um, my grandparents did not want to take me in at first, they really wanted to, um, they had had raised four kids already of them themselves. So they were like, I don't really want to do this. This is too much. I just kind of want to live my life. I don't want to have to deal with it. But my grandfather said, you know, we're family's family. Family will always be family. We can't have someone else raising our granddaughter. I was five. And then on my, by the time I was on my seventh birthday, my father came to my birthday party, said goodbye to me and never saw him again. He basically 
ran away from the police and then ended up, I don't even know where. And I found out when I was about 16 that he had passed away from an aneurysm in his brain. So that was really hard to deal with that. And I didn't even get to say goodbye to him and all of that. And then my mother on my 12th birthday, same type of thing. She showed up for the birthday party and then um, had taken her boyfriend at the time's truck and loaded it up and stole it and ran away. And she ended up in Alabama. And when she did that, she got into some hot messes. I don't even know. I don't really know what exactly happened. And she just ended up, someone tried to, um, tried to kill her and um, hang her specifically. And we don't know the details. We don't know exactly what happened. Luckily, someone some very kind soul found her in just enough time for the police to get there and save her life. And she was in a coma for a while. And she basically threw in some investigations. She had taken my great grandmother's last name. So they had gotten, you know, the people got in contact with people and somehow um, we figured it out that it was her and it was, you know, it was all so much. Uh, my grandmother did not tell me right away because we weren't sure. Like she wasn't sure what the situation was, and what was going on or how to proceed with it. So once she found out more information, I remember that phone call because my grandmother didn't, like I said, she did not tell me. And all of a sudden I pick up the phone, there's a phone rang and I picked it up and it was my mom. And I knew it was my mom. I heard, I heard her voice. I, she said, hello. And I said, mom. And it was like, it was just amazing. It was just purely like, I just, I knew she was still alive. I knew she was somewhere. I just didn't know where. And it was just, it was really hard because I could tell she was different. I could tell something had changed. I knew something had happened. And immediately we started crying and everything else. And all that happened and I was relieved but also so nervous and then she we had to fly down to to meet her and get her because she has suffered traumatic brain injury and she was just very shaky and forgetful and and lost all of her short-term memory and basically with that um it no longer she's no longer addicted to drugs so that was pretty remarkable that that happened. And then, so now it's, it, she just is, it's just a teenager though. She'll never be anything more than that. So it's really hard because I have to always step back and, and like, she'll do something and then I'll respond and I'll be like, mm, mom, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> and that kind of thing. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like more like the mom sometimes, but we have a we have a good relationship now, but it took me a long time because before you know when they were when my parents were both gone and I didn't know where they were, I I was I spiraled. I I went down this road of depression and not knowing who I was, and just a really sad place. And it was really dark, and I I was self mutilating. I was. I wrote a letter. I, I, I shared it with one of my best friends at the time. And I was in, I was in seventh grade. I was young. And 
I shared it with her and she immediately told one of the staff in our school. And of course that led to me having to hospitalized and my grandmother coming to the school. I remember her coming and I just felt like such a disappointment. Like I had let her down and I was just so sad that I had no one else. But at the same time, she held my hand through the whole thing. And she did it. And I, she was there through everything, all the therapy, all, you know, every single step, bringing me clothes when I was hospitalized. She was amazing. And she still is. So I'm very thankful for everything that she's done for me. That was um, where my childhood was. And it was really, really hard. And, you know, I don't know, that's just kind of my, my background story of where I was and everything that has happened. So, yeah, your story is so, there's so many words, amazing, um, inspirational. We haven't gotten to the the really good part yet, (laughs) but I, I just want to say how strong and brave you are for First of all, sharing these things. I remember when we talked, you know, a couple of weeks back, you were like, oh, I might get emotional. And it's like, of course, how could you not? How could you not with what you have been through and how you have come out the other side, which of course is the best part of the story. I just want to give you so much love for being you and, and I don't know, accepting yourself, which you got there. And I know it took some time. How did you make that switch from, the, the hating yourself, right. And, and faulting yourself, which of course was not your fault at all, but when you were a teenager, it very much feels like it is. And, and how did you get from there to where you are now, which is so amazing. Um, yeah, I, I did so much soul searching and so much work on me, um, finding out really who I was took a lot of therapy. It took a lot of friendships. It took a lot of of people helping me and just showing me that I am, I am who I am. And, and it's a beautiful thing and be proud of who I am. And, and I did, I used, I used to do that whole, oh, my parents, you know, they left me because I'm a bad person. They, I'm, I, they don't want to be around me. I did all of that. Of course I did all that. I mean, I was so young when it all happened. And, but after the therapy and, and continuously, you know, going through all, you know, just the the day-to-day life and just learning who I was. Eventually, it took a long time. You know, I just, something within me and I start, I just started working out, finding fitness as an outlet for me. I, I was medicated for a while and I eventually stopped taking the medication because I learned how to self-regulate, but I needed it at the time. And it's not that medicine was a bad thing for me because it wasn't, it, it was great to get me through the hump um, and, and not be so down all the time, but it definitely got to be like where I was on just too much of it. It was just, it was like controlling every part of me. Like I felt like it wasn't really, but I just felt like it. And I just kind of wanted to do it on my own. I'm very independent. I don't like people telling me to do certain things or feel certain ways. And I just like, so I stopped taking the medicine and I got through it. And then, then I found, eventually found the man of my dreams. And um, my husband just, as soon as I met him, 
I don't know something about him he just was like the so supportive of me and just and was always you know wanted the best for me and just was everything I had been missing in my life and just all the stars aligned and it became so clear that I was with the right person and then having kids and and having my own children put everything in perspective because it just made me want to be an amazing person for them it, it, it no longer became it of course became about me because I wanted to be better for me but it was more about them and more about making them be better for themselves and I don't want them to be sad um, and have horrible upbringing like I went through I don't want them to feel that way so that's how I mean I just it kind of a spiral a spiral of a chain of events that just you know, got better and got better as the years progressed. And, you know, now having my three babies and especially having a daughter for having me for having a daughter, I used to, oh my God, I used to wear so much makeup. So, so much makeup. And like, I was spending hundreds of dollars a month on makeup. It was sickening. And I would go in and I would put my, my mask on, <laughs> I call it now. And it would spend like hours doing my makeup. And then even, I mean, even with, this was just like two years ago that I stopped putting on makeup in front of, like, I used to go to bed with makeup on. That's how bad it was. Um, yeah, I went, I came to my, both, both of my deliveries for my boys, uh, my water had broke and I was still refused to go in until after my makeup was fully on. I wouldn't let my husband see me without makeup. I loved him. And I, you know, I was, I was, you know, everything. I was an open book with him except for my face and except like that was my barrier to the world. And I just didn't want to let myself, I didn't, no matter, you know, how much happier I was, I still couldn't do it. I just couldn't. And then eventually having my daughter changed that whole thing. And I don't know exactly when it happened. I can't tell you exactly when or why. But when I found out that I just, I had a daughter and I needed her, I need to do it for her. I needed to be passionate about my self-love, loving myself, just being who I am and be for her. So she doesn't have to feel that way because I think that's the most important thing is letting our youth just know that they're just so beautiful and they're a blessing and you know, no matter your story, no matter what, you will always be beautiful and you don't need a mask to hide behind because it's your story. It's your story to share. Yes. And I also have a daughter who is very self-aware and aware of what I say and what other people say. And I feel very strongly about the word fat um, or anything to do with diet culture, anything at all. So far at seven, I mean, at least she's not saying anything at home. I I know she'll get, she'll pick up on it eventually, but it's not going to come from me. It is not going to come from me. We don't, we don't make a a thing about anything, about what we eat, about how we look in a mirror or whatever, because gosh, I just, having a daughter, it just puts that in perspective that you really do not want them feeling that pressure. And you know, they will a little bit, it's going to be impossible to, to shield it all, but it won't come from me. It will not come from me. Gosh, darn it. Like, I'm like so stubborn about it. And speaking of that, tell us about your, your beach body journey. Oh gosh. So yeah, I, 
I feel the same way, by the way, <laughs> yeah. um, because I just feel just so much about that. And uh, my kids, I try, you know, I never want my kids to call someone fat. I never, that's not a good word. That's such a bad word. Yes. Um, and we all have our own stories. So about that, like, um, so I started Beachbody almost five years ago because I needed to lose weight. I had just had my second child. And I was just at the point where I was just, I, I have um, two autoimmune diseases. So one is hypothyroid, hypothyroidism, which is very common. Um, and then I also have um, idiothrombocytopenia, which is ITP for short. And that is a blood condition. Um, basically your platelets don't clot your blood and you can, it's very, the, the heavier you are, the lower your platelets can be for some people. They don't really know why it happens. They don't know why it started. They don't know any of that. All they know is that it can get dangerous. And for me, mine always got so bad the bigger I was. So I knew that I needed to lose weight for my self-esteem for all of those reasons, but, but for health reasons, I needed to lose weight too. So I was like, I have, now I have two kids. I'm like, how am I going to ever go find time to go to the gym and, and work out. Cause I know I had to work out and I had to eat healthy so I can do the eating healthy thing for the most part before, you know, but now it was like more about just like working out. And I wasn't, I didn't really want to drop my kids off at, at some gym daycare or whatever while I was working out. So for me, that's why I started Beachbody. Cause I can work out from home. I could do it in the morning before they even wake up. I have all my time to me, that's my me time. And even now they know I've been doing it for so long that they're like, okay, mom, like they wake up and they look at the, at the time on the clock and they're like, oh, mom still got to work out. We got to go back to our room and hang out and, or play in our room for a little bit. It's just my, my me time. And it keeps me level-headed and it's my outlet. Like, it's just, it's just so much better. I'm such a better mom, mom after I work out. I have to be honest. That's been my, like my thing that I like a switch that I have for me because without it, I constant, I'm just, it's like my medication. Just yeah. that's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how, then I, I, yeah, I started, I started doing that and then I, and I didn't want to coach. I didn't want to help anybody else. I was literally just in it for me. I didn't want anything else. And then, and then I don't know. And then it was just like, okay, well I can get a discount on product. So I'm going to just going to just going to start helping coaching people. But then I fell in love with it. Like I fell in love with changing people's lives. Like it's so, it fills my cup. It makes me happy. I, Cause it's, you know, being a stay at home mom, you're in this constant rut of being like, okay. Like, you know, you're doing the same things every day. You're doing dishes, you're doing laundry, you're cleaning, you're vacuuming, you're it's everything constantly the same thing. You're doing all their needs and which is great. And I love them, but like, I wasn't fulfilling something that was like empty within me. I needed something more. And I found that coaching was that missing piece for me. Um, and just, you know, and it, it's, and it's not necessarily about, you know, always helping someone to make money. It's more about, for me, at least it's more about helping people to find what works for them, whether it is Beachbody or if it is something else, as long as people are finding what works for them to live their best and their happiest life, that's what really matters. Because 
I was in a dark place and that's why I share my story because I've been there. I've been in a dark place. It might not be the same as your story or anybody else's story, but it, it is what I've been through. So if I can help one person, then I feel like I'm doing the right thing. And so I guess that's kind of where I am and how I, how I came about, I guess. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's amazing. And I can really relate to the whole helping others fills my cup thing because the same, you know, I started this podcast in my own community because I was lonely as a mother of an out of the box child. And I truly thought there is nobody on this earth who has a kid like mine, who understands what I'm going through. And I was full of doubt and shame and guilt because I thought that the behaviors we were seeing from him were my fault for not being tough enough and um, whatever, all of these, these negative self, uh, you know, these thoughts I brought upon myself. And so I really can relate to that for sure. And so when we talk about the motherhood mindset piece, because you and I both with different stories still face that same doubt about ourselves and thinking that you just are not good enough. What, what is the type of mind work, I guess, you do that helps you with your mindset that you think maybe other mothers could try who are feeling that same sense of doubt and, and shame like, like us? So for me, I, I have to, like I said, I wake up every morning and I have to start off my morning the same, like I have a routine. Routines are key for me. I can't live without it. So I literally wake up and I, I make my husband's breakfast for him and, and get his lunch ready. And that's my stuff for him. And then I work on me and that's literally going down the line. I, I make my, my checklist for the day of what I have to get done. Um, and it's, there are things that I have to do that are for my family that I have, you know, they're always priority. My family always comes first. There's, then there's coaching and there's myself and doing all of those things, prioritizing and whatever I can get done that day. Great. If I can't, then we move on. <laughs> and so I do that. And then I, you know, listening to personal development or reading personal development is so important for me because I'm constantly needing to remind myself of how amazing I am. And that's what the personal development is doing for me. It's feeding my brain, all those positive thoughts, because those negative ones sneak in way too easily. Like it just happens so easily. So I have to set time for myself and make it happen every single day, whether it's, it's anything. I mean, it can literally just be going on YouTube and listening to some motivational speaker and just because I'm running late or I'm rushing or whatever. And like, while I'm cooking the breakfast, if I'm listening to it, or if I'm, you know, chatting with someone else and, and, and having those conversations with people and talking to people about a hard moment that I'm going through, even that counts as personal development for me, because we have a conversation we talking it through we're you know assessing what's happening and like let's work through it but I try I always try to have it at least be something I'm listening to or reading to and then I also just set my schedule for the day and that just all of that doing that and it takes me about 30 minutes to get through that and if I have some extra time I'll do a little bit more personal development but it just takes me about 30 minutes and it's not a long time you just get it done. And then that helps like everything else falls into place after that for the rest of my day. And um, of course, things are never perfect, especially with three kids and COVID and, and going, oh my gosh, going all over the place and 
and you know my son's still remote learning on Wednesdays and so there's that schedule Wednesdays are always a little trickier than usual and then vacations and days off and all the things but (laughs) but when you have the system and and the the routine it makes everything else a whole lot easier and everything else there you find time for things that you if you didn't have that routine I like if I when I didn't have my routine going I would sit there and I would waste so much time I would just be sitting there scrolling through social media I would um, try to sleep as long as I possibly could and I would get nothing done I would be procrastinating I wouldn't get it like and then I would be sitting there being like oh well I should have done this I should have done that like it would have been a lot better if I had done that and it's just all that's all so negative but when you start off your day with intention and purpose then everything else falls through and like goes through and you're checking off the boxes and you're getting things done. And your, your whole day is more like you leave the end of the day with just like, wow, I did so much rather than I should have done this. So that's your mindset. That's the mindset piece, right? Because, you know, you, and especially for, for you having gone, I would say from one end to the other on the mindset spectrum, right. And and somewhere in the middle, when you kind of transitioned over to believing in yourself and, and knowing that you are a, a wonderful human and a wonderful mom and, and all of these things, you, you had to find that self-acceptance and it couldn't come from anybody else. And so I think when you say these are the routines and the, the structure that you put into place, that just helps remind you that you did that you brought that, you know, upon yep. yourself, you, you got that to happen successfully. You planned your next steps for the day, for the year, for your health, your mental health, all of that. And it's just super inspiring to hear somebody take charge of your own life like that. I don't know. I think that that would speak to lots of people, including myself. Yeah. And like I said, it doesn't matter anybody. Like my story is very unique, very different, but I think the moral of the story is, is have the right system and surround yourself with people that you love, people that inspire you, people that are going to bring you up and anything is possible. The sky is the limit, like seriously. And, and it follows through to your children. That's the thing. Because if you are a happier person, your children are going to be happier. And I don't know, that's, I'm, I just, I, I have a difficult child too. I mean, I do. It, it happens to be my oldest and he just takes a lot of energy out of me. And, but I, I constantly want to always remind him that he's amazing. And I, I'm reassuring those things and those thoughts. And, and the more we do it, the better that they're going to be, the better yeah. situation. Be, so, yeah. And that, all that talk also reaffirms it for you. Right. And you're telling him absolutely he's enough. He is enough. You are enough. Um, and even in the challenging moments, there's going to be hard times, but both of you are enough. And I, I love that. That's something that I, I try, but I really need to make sure I do it even more with all of my children. Do I tell them and, and that they are enough, um, especially my out of the box kid, but all of my kids and remind them that they don't have to keep striving for something better. And that's talking to me. I don't have to keep striving for something better. Why am I always trying to be better? What does that even mean? I'm good enough. And that's enough, you know? And I love that for you too. And I'm just so amazed and inspired at how you got there. I I think that that's wonderful. And what are your your next steps? Like sky's the limit. So where are you going? 
Oh gosh. I don't even know. <laughs> um, I still, so I've lost se- uh, se- almost 75 pounds oh as gosh. of to date, which is awesome. I still have a little bit more weight to go just for that, that little bit that I want to lose. I always, my adult weight, I set a, I always set a goal in my life, my whole life. I've always wanted to be a certain number and it shouldn't be about this. This is not, this is not the key. It's just one of those things that I've been working really hard at and I didn't make it a main focus. I just always put it on like the dream goal. You know what I mean? So just my dream and I'm making it come true. It's coming like, it's right there. It's right there. So I, so I'm working on that and um, I'm really excited about that. And I don't know, I'm just, my, my goals right now are all helping other people and just sharing my story and letting as many people in that want, that need help if wherever they are. And I just, I just really want to be someone that people can reach out to and talk to and communicate with, because I think there's not enough people in the world that want to listen. I think too many people care about me, me, me. And that's not who I am. I really care about other people. Yeah. And you know, you've got a, you've got a book here. You've got, you could (laughs) totally write a book um, and and it could be an inspirational speaker, a motivational speaker. There's just so much for you that I think you could do. You will touch the lives of so many people. And that's such a cool thing. Such a cool thing. So where can people find you? Because they may want to check in and say, Hey, I really need your support. Absolutely. So on Instagram, it's Ashley underscore and then powers brigade. And then also on um, Facebook, obviously, and Ashley Lynn powers. My it's funny story with that. My, um, my husband's um, sister his name is Ashley Powers. So, <laughs> so we both have the same name. So oh my there's God. that. Well, that. That can be confusing. Make sure we get the it right is. one. It is very confusing, but it's really funny because it's just like everyone. So I'm always Ashley Lynn. So always. Okay. okay. Well, that's good to know because I think people will want to reach out and they're going to want to hear what you have to say. And you Absolutely. know, when you, you publish that book someday or whatever, make sure you you know, let me know and I'll, I'll publicize it because it's just such an inspirational story. You are an awesome human. I just so in awe of everything that you have done and accomplished mostly in the mental health space. You know, it's, it's not about the rest. It's about how you've come to accept yourself for all the amazing, wonderful qualities that you bring to parenting and just being you. So thank you so much for being a guest here on my, my show. And I think a lot of my audience will really Um, resonate with all of the amazing things you had to share today. So thanks so much. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening today. If you would like to talk with me personally, where we can chat and just get to know each other like old friends, I would love to do a discovery call with you. Go to my website on theharddays.com and click on schedule a call. And if you're not already subscribed to this podcast, please do so so that you get the latest when they roll out. Not to mention, please leave a review if you feel like this episode spoke to you. That way, the podcast will be shown to more mothers. And finally, you can find me on Instagram at ontheharddays with dots in between each word, or in my free Facebook community, On The Hard Days Podcast and Community. If you are feeling isolated in your parenting journey, 
I encourage you to reach out through any of these means so that I can connect you with your people and support you in whatever way you need.